Welcome to the Uncharted Entrepreneurs Podcast. If you're ready to tap into your God-given strengths, discover simple success strategies, and set that dream that's buried in your soul free, this podcast is for you. Hi, I'm your host, Sherry Miter. I went from building a chimney cleaning business with my husband to ranking in the top 1% as a leader in network marketing to my true calling as a visionary strategist and coach. I'm passionate about helping others navigate the sea of business and life. If you're ready to leave the daily grind behind and discover the joy of entrepreneurship, let's untie those dock lines and set sail. We are going into uncharted territory. Welcome back, friends, to the Uncharted Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, Sherry Miter, and we are kicking off a new series, a new season, kind of, sort of. I'm not going to call it a new season, but it's a new time. We are done with our 100 days of podcasting, 100 in a row. If you didn't catch the last episode, I shared all the things I learned of doing 100 episodes in 104 days. It was pretty crazy and intense. But I took a few days off. We went away, went to Baltimore, visited my son, had a great weekend. I think we ate our way through Maryland. So much eating and drinking out, but it was super fun. And I'm back to work today and ready to launch some new things for the podcast listeners. You're going to hear a few changes, a few new topics, new direction that we're going to take the business. And we're still the uncharted entrepreneurs because, you know, uncharted just means that you're going into an area that you've never been before. You're trying something new that maybe is unknown to you, or you're up leveling to a level that you know, in a place that's just new and it's kind of scary and we don't want to go there alone. So that's what the Uncharted Entrepreneurs is all about. It's about being together and going into that unknown space with other entrepreneurs by your side and a mentor and a guide and somebody to help you navigate it all. So you're going to start hearing me talk more to leaders to entrepreneurs, obviously, still, and also small business owners or managers of a team. There's going to be some great tips for network marketers, because that's what I've known for the past 26 years. So why not? But also small business owners, especially those of you that are managing a small business that maybe has 100 employees or less. And I'm super excited the things that are going to be coming up soon of really just diving into how you can use your strengths and the strengths of your team to create and grow your businesses, to grow your profits, but also that grow the people that you get to lead. The new schedule, I did promise you that I would come up with the new schedule because we're done with daily podcasting. We are going to go to a Tuesday and Thursday schedule. According to you know, all the the facts out there, it seems Tuesdays and Thursdays seem to be great podcasting download days. So Tuesday will be the meat. That will be the main message of the week. Whereas, and then Thursday, we'll have a bonus episode on there. Uh, sometimes some guest interviews, maybe some recorded coaching sessions, things like that will be aired on both days, actually. You never know. And my goal is to have them up and live for you to download by 5 a.m. so that those of you that listen on your morning commute will have it there waiting for you. And speaking of morning commutes, I heard an idea 
this past week from somebody and I loved it because I know so many of you used to have your morning commute and that's when you did listen to podcasts or audio trainings, things like that. I mean, I know I got educated in my car or my MBA in my car listening to, you know, way back when, when it was cassette tapes to then CDs to then audios and now podcasts. But a lot of you aren't commuting anymore. Your commute is now from the kitchen to your dining room table or from the kitchen to maybe the spare bedroom that's now your office. So the idea I heard was to create your own faux commute and create your own commute. Because for so many different reasons, one is, and I don't want to get too much into this because it's not the topic of the podcast today. Today, the topic is about selling and increasing your sales, five tips to increase your sales. So we are going to get to that in a minute. But this faux commute idea, I loved it. And it's a way for you to you know, download your favorite podcast, hopefully Uncharted Entrepreneurs is one of them. Then hit your favorite coffee shop and get your inspiration, maybe a little quiet time and just get yourself into the the working mode. And then maybe some of you need to do a faux commute on the way home where you, you know, close down your laptop, close down your computer, go for a walk, go for a drive, even if it's just 15 minutes to kind of unwind from the working mode to get into, you know, family mode or relaxation mode. And if you have kiddos at home, maybe swap this with your spouse. Maybe your spouse can do a faux commute on Mondays and Wednesdays, and you get to do a faux commute on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So maybe it's not every day, but create your own little commute where you actually get in, get dressed, get in your car, go grab your favorite coffee, listen to what inspires you, and then get yourself ready for your workday. But I just thought that was an awesome idea. idea, And I might still, I might start taking that up myself. <laughs> just a chance to go, like I said, get in that work mode. All right, we'll dive deep into that in another podcast. Just things that you can do when you are transitioning from once you were always going to an office and now maybe you're hybrid working where you work some days in the office, some days at home, maybe you're completely at home. Just what does that look like and tips to really make that more successful? Because I think so many people are in that position right now, or maybe you're in the office, but your team is all working from home. So if that's a topic that you would love to dive deeper into, let me know. And speaking of that too, what are the topics that you would love for me to cover that have to do with leadership, mindset, creating strength-based teams, any other topics, again, to grow your profits and your people that you get to lead. I would love to hear from you. Okay, let's jump into today's topic. So today's topic is five tips to increase your sales. And I wanted to talk to you about this based on some poor selling that I saw this weekend and some really good selling. And here's the thing, you might be tempted to click this off right now and say, well, I'm not in sales. But you know what? We are all in sales. If you're in business and leadership or anything, we all sell something. If you're a teacher, you sell your students on learning the subject of the day. You sell them on going home and doing their homework. 
if you are a waiter or waitress, you're definitely in sales because you're selling your your customers on have, enjoying their meal and maybe up upselling them to have dessert, those kind of things. You know, the person at McDonald's is in sales. Do you want fries with that? That is part of sales. So you may be thinking the traditional sales, real estate, insurance, car sales, uh, network marketing, things like that. But you probably are in sales of some kind. 90% of us sell something. Even your doctor or nurse needs to sell something because they're selling you on the advice they just gave you for healthier living. So I suggest you hang on, even if you think you're not in sales. These tips are going to help you out, I promise you. Now, some of them... The idea that I wanted to share came because we went this past weekend with my son and his his wife. They live in Baltimore, Maryland. And Annapolis, Maryland, always has a boat show. And this year they did have one. Kind of sort of COVID friendly. I don't know what their thinking was behind some of their rules they had. Were kind of bizarre to us. But anyway, that's, again, not the subject for today. But we just saw some really bad salesmanship. And I actually left there thinking like, wow, maybe I should contact some of these boat, you know, companies that sell the boats and offer to create a workshop for them before the next uh, boat show, because some of them just did a really bad job on sales. And that's what kind of got me thinking about the topic of today, because I don't want you to make those same mistakes. But then on the flip side, we had a really great waiter. We actually, we had a couple really, because we ate so much, so much while we were in Baltimore. It was so good though. But a couple of times that we had two, two different times that we had exceptionally great uh, waitress and waiter, uh, two separate occasions. So I'm going to share a little bit more about, you know, their experience too, or what that experience was like and a couple other tips. So number one, this is what we saw so poorly done. And it's such an easy thing to do for everybody is just pay attention, pay attention to what is really happening around you. Pay attention to if your client or your potential client customers, are they looking bored? Are they looking anxious? Are they looking happy? Are they trying to get your attention? Are they getting upset because they're being ignored? There were so many times we were standing in and it was, you know, pretty busy. So we get that. But there were a couple of times that we were trying to get on a boat to go look at it. And we pretty much were ignored. And there were four of us standing there. And people would look at us, but they would say nothing. (laughs) Or, you know, we're trying to be staying the six feet away kind of thing. And they would be standing there blocking the way to get on the boat. So we couldn't even get around them. And they were just standing there or they were chit-chatting with other clients and totally ignoring us. Or there was another situation. This one really like got to us. There were two salespeople sitting down at a booth. One of them was talking to two gentlemen. So he was in deep conversation with them. The other woman 
was just sitting there behind the booth, kind of sort of paying attention to the conversation, but she wasn't really in the conversation that the other salesman was having with the two people. She would nod occasionally, but she wasn't really in it. Like she was not playing an important piece of that conversation at all. And the four of us were there. All we wanted to do was sign in so we could go look at this boat because we had to sign in. She just sat there and occasionally she would look at us, never said anything, never did anything. And it would have been so easy for her to get up walk around the booth and say, can I help you? Like she just wasn't paying attention to what, how frustrated we were getting. We ultimately ended up just walking away. We just gave up and walked away. Now, granted, we were not ready to buy that boat. It was a very expensive boat, but we were curious and they were booking charters. Who knows? We could have been the next people to book a vacation on a boat. That is something we plan on doing eventually. She could have had eventual business with us, but we got so frustrated, we just walked away and gave up. So pay attention to people. Now, this gets easier. I know sometimes when we are new in sales, we are so focused on, oh, I hope I say the right thing, or, oh, I hope they don't ask a question I can't answer, or all these things. We have all this anxiety about us, and we're so focused on ourselves that We aren't free to pay attention to other people. So the more skilled you can get, the more confidence you build in yourself, the easier this does get. But I promise you, we would have been happier if she walked around and said, I'm so new. I'm so sorry. I'm so new to this. I can try to answer any questions you have, but at least acknowledge us. (laughs) Like we would have been happy to be acknowledged instead of totally ignored. So that's the number one thing is just pay attention to people. Really get good at reading people and and the cues. And again, this comes from time, but the more time you take and just getting educated on the products and your offers, the easier it becomes to be able to pay attention to other people because you're not so worried about your presentation anymore. And we'll dive deeper into that in a future episode. This podcast is sponsored by nextdaypodcast.com. They provide podcasters like me with podcast editing services with 24-hour turnarounds. They'll look after your intros, outros, your trailers, and just take the whole headache out of the whole editing process. You simply send them your raw recordings and they do the rest. And if you're not podcasting at the moment, check out their amazing podcast launch packages. That's what I started with. James from Next Day was amazing to work with and truly made it seamless to launch my podcast. And if you use the promo code UNCHARTERED10OFF, that's U-N-C-H-A-R-T-E-R-E-D-10OFF, you'll receive 10% off any of their products and services. That's nextdaypodcast.com. And don't forget to use your promo code. Number two, do your job and then some. The key thing there is the and then some. You know, no matter who you are and what you do, you always want to do your best at your job. But then think about how can I make this just a little bit better? 
right now. Can I give a few extra samples in the order that my customers just placed? Can I send a little personalized note with them? Can I surprise them with fun mail? What can I do to just make this experience with them just a little more? And we had two, uh, a waitress at one restaurant that we ate at for lunch and then a waiter that actually that same day for dinner. So the waitress we had, she was just so good at just being, actually, they both were really good about not hovering, but they just always seemed to anticipate our needs. Just when somebody was getting low on a drink, they were right there. Would you like another cocktail? Not, you know, obnoxiously, but just pleasantly asking. The waitress where we ate for lunch, they, we had ordered little cauliflower Bites, you know, the new thing where they make cauliflower taste like chicken wings, so it's a little healthier for you. We had had those for an appetizer. And apparently the kitchen had made an order inadvertently. I don't know who it was for, what happened, but she knew we liked them. So she brought us out a whole nother plate the kitchen, that the kitchen had overcooked or had this extra order. So she brought them to us. So it was this free extra little bonus there. So it was little things like that. We didn't expect that. Same thing with just even having the water glasses filled. It was a hot day. So she always came around with the water. And then our waiter, this was the one thing that I thought was pretty cute, is my daughter-in-law had almost finished her glass of wine. There was like probably one sip and she had ordered a new fresh glass and he came to kind of clean up the table. He was always cleaning up the table in a nice way. And Before he took her glass away, he poured the last little sip of wine into her fresh cup. (laughs) And I just like, like, I've never seen anybody do that. I thought that was just so thoughtful rather than wasting. It was like, is that a tiny sip? But he's like, you don't want to waste a drop. So it's little things like that. Also, the same waiter, we were waiting for uh, somebody else to come meet us and they were running late and he never made us feel rushed. You know, he just would always come over. He would catch my eye because I was facing like more where he could see me versus the backs of some people. So he was always like kind of looking for me to like give him the nod. Yep, we're ready for the check or, you know, yeah, we're ready to order now. Those kind of things. So he was always just anticipating our needs. So do your job and then some. Try to anticipate ahead of time. What would my client expect, do that. And then what can you surprise them with? I promise you, it's the more you can do the little extra things, the and then sums, those are the things that your clients will remember, no matter who you are and who you serve. Number three, I talked a little bit about this in number one, but number three is know your products. Now, this is something, I don't care who you are, you can spend time doing this. And sales is a skills-based business. And anything that's skills-based means you can learn it. So I want to ask you, how many hours a week do you spend studying your product? How many hours are you spending upping your skills? And just knowing more about your products, whether you sell a physical product, like maybe skincare or natural oils, maybe you sell clothing, maybe again, you are a doctor or a nurse. Do you know the latest medications? Do you know the things that people are going to ask? Maybe you're in the fitness realm. Are you up on what people are looking for today? 
So know your product. Spend time studying your career or studying your field, whether it, again, be the products or just what's current out there. Um, If you are in the makeup business, buy current magazines to see what's on trend. What are other makeup companies? What do they have out? You should know all these things so that you become the person, the go-to person when they have questions about products. So spend time studying your products in your field. Number four, work in your strengths. Now, this is the stuff I love to talk about is figuring out, hopefully by now you've been enticed or you will be to take your Clifton Strengths Assessment to see where do you naturally lead. And there's four main domains, relationship building, strategic thinking, influencing and executing. So maybe you lead with relationship building skills, relationship building themes and talents. Really work that, use that to your advantage so you can build those long lasting relationships with your clients. Maybe it's you can send cards to them. Maybe it's you naturally are going to remember important dates and things happening in their clients' lives. Let them know that because again, those are the things that create that bond that your customers will never leave you. And they'll refer other people to you because you're so amazing to them. Maybe you lead with a strategic domain. With a strategic thought, maybe you're going to switch. This is totally different thing. And you're just going to know how you operate. You're going to know how, you know, you're going to know your numbers. How many calls do you need to make? Those kind of things. Have a strategic plan in place so that you can use your strategic thinking to figure things out and then go to work to do it. Maybe you lead with the influencing domain and you can um, become so knowledgeable and your excitement is what draws people to you. It's the excitement that you share that makes people want to do business with you. Or maybe you lead with the executing theme, the executing domain and With that is, again, kind of like the strategic, you want a clear plan for success and you work at it every day. You know how to go out and make things happen. So we'll be offering some workshops and other things to really dive deeper into this because truly (laughs) each of those could be their own subject. So we will be doing doing a lot more of that on how to really lead with your sales or lead with your strengths, successful selling with your strengths, things like that. So don't worry if that sounds really super confusing, but just know that when you can work with how you naturally, what you naturally do best, just do more of it. That's usually all we need to do is just do more of it. Okay, the last one, number five, this one's super easy. Just Be friendly, smile, and make others feel important. Remember, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And this goes back to that boat show, that there were a couple of times that we did not feel important. We were not greeted with a friendly smile. Sometimes we were, and that made an impression on us. But other times, it was almost like we were in inconvenience to the person 
that was there to sell. Now, granted, it was Sunday, the last day of a three-day boat show, so I'm sure they were tired, but it really just kind of turned us off from some of the companies. It's just like, "Mm, yeah, I don't know if I want to do business with them. So just remember that, that, that little smile, that little bit of a friendly hello, making others just feel important. Maybe it's even just the way you answer your phone. It, you know, do you answer the phone with a, a energetic hello or do you f- answer the phone and it makes people feel like they just imposed on you? I've been guilty of that. I know that. So make sure that when you are talking to people that you bring good, positive vibes and energy. And if you're not in a good space, don't reach out to them. It's better to let your voicemail, if somebody's trying to call you, if you're in a funk and you're not in a good space, let your voicemail get it and get back to them when you can give them better positive energy. So you can be that friendly, smiling person and not make other people feel like they just imposed on your day by calling you. Because I promise you, if you do that, you continue to do that, they're going to stop calling you. And we don't want that, right? We always want to make people feel that we're excited to hear from them. So when we get into some of the other episodes, we'll dive deeper into, again, the strengths-based selling. But I hope these five quick tips just give you something to think about, something to work on, something you can share with your team. And speaking of teams, if you have somebody on your team that's also part of your sales team, share this podcast with them and maybe spend some time brainstorming. How can you do these things well? Are you doing them well? How can you improve upon them? And maybe you can come up with some even more ideas that you can do to increase your sales. All right, my friends, until next time, this is your host, Sherry Miter, signing off. And let me know, which of these five tips will you start to implement today? Which one will you work on this week? And if you just take one of these ideas and really work on them each week and make a plan for them, within five weeks, you should know, notice a notice, notice. <laughs> you will have a noticeable difference in your sales. And I would love to hear what you do find, what works well for you, what changes things for you. All right, and uh, we'll catch you back next Tuesday. Hey friends, real quick before you go, if you found value in today's episode, can you do me a huge favor? Hit the subscribe button and leave a review. And then let's connect on Instagram. Just look for Sherry Miter. Feel free to DM me and let me know what you enjoyed most about today's show. And last, but probably the most important, head over to my website at unchartedentrepreneurs.com to schedule your free discovery call. Or if you know you need a business coach to help you work on some new strategies to scale your business, then I'd invite you to grab a vision strategy session in 90 minutes you'll have a clearer vision and action steps to get you headed in the right direction. Mention this podcast to receive a discount on your first session.